Hey friends, it's Corey Andrew Powell here, letting you know it's time to treat yourself with an exclusive Motivational Mondays deal at the NSLS shop. Listeners get 20% off shop-wide with the code MONDAYS. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Need a new coffee tumbler? Or perhaps you want to keep it classy with a new hardcover notebook? Well, get them on sale. Listen, with this deal, I'm tempted to trade in my bow tie collection for one of those cute NSLS hoodies. And don't forget, use code MONDAYS at checkout. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org. And stay motivated, leaders. Stay motivated. Simone Gordon, a.k.a. the Black Fairy Godmother, has made major headlines for her use of social media to provide emergency services for people in need. Today, Simone is followed by major celebrity contributors and featured in People Magazine, Parade Magazine, The Kelly Clarkson Show, and Good Morning America. Simone Gordon joins me today to discuss the inspiration behind her movement. I'm Corey Andrew Powell, your host. Welcome to Motivational Mondays. So Simone, let's just begin with the name, Black Fairy Godmother. It's not just a nickname, it's also a name that you earned because of a network you created of emergency services delivered through your social media platforms. So tell us a little bit about the Black Fairy Godmother platform and how that came to be. The Black Fairy Godmother platform is a emergency assistance platform for marginalized families across the U.S. Many of us have come to terms that during the pandemic, we all have experienced some sort of tough time. Many were faced to go to big nonprofit organizations or you have to call 211 or go to two government agencies that just don't pick up the phone. But when you're in need of food, when you're in need of medical, when you're in need of utility or rent assistance, sometimes you just need it right then and there. So our platform is a platform that is not here for profit. We're here for change. And we are making an awareness of what is going on in the world. So that's what our platform is. If someone is hungry, we will send them emergency groceries through Instacart. We have a partnership through Instacart. If someone needs medical supplies, we will get it through Walgreens or CVS. If someone needs housing, we'll get them an Airbnb or a hotel for one month. And then we will transition them into a apartment of their own and help them with stability along the way. So that's basically what the Black Fairy Godmother platform is, is making awareness as to what's going on in the world and getting the job done right then and there. And you also stress that it's not just about money. It's also about helping people even find jobs and resources to be self-sustaining, correct? That's correct, because you can need groceries or you can need to get your rent paid the same month. But what's going to happen next month? You're going to keep going back and forth, back and forth, trying to go into that cycle? No. So we created a 90-day plan. We will help you with the emergency assistance, but you have to also help yourself. So what I have been doing with a lot of women who come to us is we will help you with the emergency assistance, but we're going to create a vision board where you're going to get back on your feet. Hey, do you need education? Do you want to get a trade? What are you good at? Do you want to get a job? Do you need childcare? Or if you are a single individual, male or female, what is it that you need for us to get you back on the top? Because we have plenty of resources, we have plenty of job coaches, we have plenty of therapists that are volunteered who is on board to get you whipped up in 90 days. And were your efforts impacted by the COVID pandemic and the shutdown in any way? Well, it impacted me a lot 
and my team because we started as a team of 12. And many people don't know, but I have a severely autistic child that I care for alone. And I also am a full-time nursing student at a local community college. We're used to getting 30 applications per day, tops, whether it's food, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's housing, medical, the list goes on. But when the pandemic hit, we got hundreds and hundreds of applications. Unemployment was not expediting payments like they should, and people did not know what to do. I had a breakdown mentally because, you know, everybody knew about this Black fairy godmother girl who's in all these magazines and she's on ABC, vetted. We need a Black fairy godmother. We're reaching out to all these other nonprofits that are not getting the job done. So I had to really pray, Corey. That night I prayed, asked my parents, what should I do? And they said, be creative. I said, okay. I went on Instagram and I said, everybody wants to know how they can help. I need 50 volunteers across the United States to sign up with a job form and have me train you on how you can make a difference. We had people doing groceries. They were downloading the Instacart app, fulfilling groceries. When we were getting donations in, we were Vimooing, cash apping and PayPaling them and keeping tabs with our bookkeeper. We had people who were running to the uh, pharmacy for some of the elderly. We had a lot of LGBTQ youth that were homeless. So I started fundraising for them to be into hotels. And that's where I went ahead and made an agreement with Extended Stay with individuals who are from that community and domestic violence victims can stay there hanging $30 a day. Simone, one of the most active areas of your work addresses domestic violence and You have a domestic violence fund to help people in those situations. But what's important to note is that it's not just hetero relationships or men who may assault women. There's all kinds of relationships, right, with different varying dynamics in which someone may be abused or getting physically assaulted by their partners. And you have an emergency fund to help those people. Tell me a little bit about that. That fund goes towards emergency housing. It goes towards us also relocating. It also goes towards food. It goes towards them getting new clothing. Whatever the situation is, particularly pertaining to the domestic violence, that's where the money goes to. We make sure that the situation is vetted. We have a few people who were in the law enforcement team who comes on and vet and make sure that it is a situation and we get them out. I don't know if anybody or yourself saw yesterday, we had a woman who would just like, she was texting us, she was using different apps, and we had to make sure that she was telling the truth. She said, I have an 11-year-old daughter, I just need for you guys to pay for my plane ticket to New York City where I can be with my family. I need to get out. And we weren't sure because she was texting us from an app, and we're like, why are you texting from an app? And she's like... Because he will track down who you are and why am I contacting you. So I had a volunteer to go to her home and just sit outside. And when the volunteer saw that the young lady's boyfriend had left, we immediately told her to contact us. When she did, she said, please. We went ahead, raised the funds for the plane ticket from Nevada all the way to New York. And she landed this morning. 
she's safe in New York City. She contacts me here and there, and we're going to connect her with a therapist and also a social worker. And she still is going to be tied to our foundation so we can help her get on her feet. But I want people to understand it's not just women who are experiencing domestic violence. It is across the board and the cases are going up. So always get involved and just don't assume because you never know your friend or your loved one may actually be going through it. Oh, wow. What a remarkable story. And you've been getting some amazing national press from Parade Magazine, People.com, Instinct Magazine. You were even on the Kelly Clarkson show recently. I saw that a few months ago and I was like, wow, that is really, really a big deal. So how did Kelly Clarkson hear about you? Actually, Kelly Clarkson, producer, stated that she was a part of something that's called the Christmas Wishlist Angels. And what we do is we help children across the U.S. who are going through hardship. And the producer said, I saw this ad about Wishlist Angels. And she began to follow me and said, Kelly, you need to follow this girl. So Kelly adopted a family. And I honestly thought, Corey, that it was a scam. I thought it was a scam until the person bought the whole list and Kelly Clarkson shouted me out like, you got to come on my show because what you're doing is dope. And I'm like, wait a minute, I verified check mark. So that is Kelly Clarkson, right? (laughs) And that's how I got on the show. And she explained to me she had a friend who was going through domestic violence and it, it just touched her heart how I was helping everybody who's in need. And that's how I got on the show. And then I know Oprah, the queen of all media, Miss Oprah, also has partnered with you. Like, how did that happen? I had done an interview with a woman named Nikki Rich, and I told Nikki that, you know, she asked me, what's my dream? And I said, my dream is to have over 200 children across the U.S. or 200 families. The word was family to be blessed for Christmas. And I was struggling. There's not many donors on my platform who want to step up because of the pandemic. Money was tight. And she said, well, Simone, you just never know who might be listening. Two days later, the OWN Network has stated that the one and only Oprah had listened. And they all decided to take the 324 families and to sponsor them for Christmas. The kids got bump beds. They got Apple computers. I'm like, okay, this is one mom um, stated that her child needed an electric wheelchair. They got that. There was a kiddo who was being bullied because of his glasses and someone bought it and they bought him three pair and they were Tom Ford. So it was just a beautiful thing for kids to write down their needs and they want and get it. It might have been the Christmas before the pandemic. And you shared with me how you delivered food to one of the LGBTQ youth shelters. And I thought that was so wonderful because I don't think people really understand how many LGBTQ youth, especially, are ostracized from their community still for just being themselves and sometimes even disowned by their parents. So tell me about that endeavor of bringing Christmas to homeless LGBTQ youth. Throughout my whole career, I have done amazing work. I have done amazing things with different shelters, different schools and different churches. But this particular shelter had touched my heart. And some people just do it just for the hell of it. But to go to an actual shelter where these are teenagers ranging from 13 to 20, not having home, not having family. I went ahead and had a chef cook up some food, had some cocoa, 
and the um, president, Kate Bornhart. She does great work for the new alternative shelter. And they were having a hard time getting donations. Make the long story short, I told my mom, hey, you got to watch Jarvis. I just need to do my due diligence because I see that they're asking for donations of at least up to $1,000 and only made $50, which I think was shameful. I went ahead and I decided to be Miss Claus, give some holiday cheer. We had a few donors who gave a bag full of gift cards from various stores. I went ahead and went to Walgreens, got a whole bunch of stockings and stuffed it in there. And we got a whole bunch of nice bedding. And it was just beautiful to see tears rolling down their eyes and saying, you're a stranger. You don't know us. And we're here at a shelter and you made it special. We take things for granted. We take our parents, we take our family, we take our jobs, we take our friends for granted. These young people don't have anything. And to go in there and have them sing carols and then buy a tree that was empty, I was blessed enough to give them those gift cards and a good, nice meal and some peppermint hot chocolate. I will never, ever turn my back on that particular shelter, ever. Another big program I know you're very passionate about is your program that addresses food insecurity in this country. And it really impacts, I think, disproportionately a lot of people of color and also in the urban areas in the inner city. So tell me about how your food insecurity efforts help bring nutrients and nutritious food to those people in need as well. Food is extremely important. And a lot of people don't understand. When you go to food banks, I don't know if you've ever been to one. They give you a Ziploc bag of chicken and the chicken you have to eat within two days because it goes spoiled. You want to know why? Because it's leftovers from a supermarket. Some of it is canned food that has high sodium. Some of the produce you have to eat in four days because it's going to go bad. So a lot of people don't understand that the elderly and some children have dietary restrictions. And a lot of these pantries in the government don't understand that. So we take it very seriously. And yes, after we feed them with Instacart and with fresh fruit or fresh veggies, we also create a plan to give them a food stamp application. Um, but housing um, is also a big one because now we have middle class that are being evicted and that are homeless and that are now sleeping in a YMCA with their children. That should never be. So before we go, though, I want to ask you, can you tell our listeners where and how they can reach out to you to get involved in the Black Fairy Godmother Network? Okay, well, there's plenty of ways to get involved. You can go to Instagram, the Black Fairy Godmother official and go to the link in the bio. Or you can go to our website at www.theblackfairygodmother.org and you can click on programs. And feel free to join us on October 30th, 2021 for our Purple Diamond Awards in New York City. Thank you to everyone listening today. And don't forget, you can find us everywhere you stream and download your favorite podcast. We'll see you next week on Motivational Mondays.